Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your host, Tim Figueroa and Megan Finner. Are you ready to be inspired? Well, hello. Hola. Bonjour. To Uphill Conversations, I'm your host, Tim. And I'm Megan. And you know what? We're very glad that you can join us today as you are living your life and heading towards your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So, hey. Hey, you. Super tall person. Super tall. So tall. Bigger than your body. (laughs) Yeah. What's going on? Uh, well, we're going for a hat trick today with this episode. Did you think about that? This is three in a row. Are you, did you just call me Wayne Gretzky? I did. You're kind of like Wayne. Wayne Gretzky. I look just like him. You do. And, um, as a matter of fact, I meant to take my skates off before I came in, <laughs> but I decided to leave them on because I wanted you to realize I got ice game. <laughs> so, so that's actually funny. So we went to a birthday party last weekend at the ice skating rink and, I've never seen anyone move like so little with ice skates on when they were trying so hard. Like Eileen, and literally, her feet were going so fast, like, well, and she like, was going nowhere. But that's okay. She has like, I don't know if it's like a body mass problem because <laughs> her like her thirty six pounds of little self of a little person yeah like it couldn't like push you know she had the little like walker to slider thing and the thing is and, like is, it couldn't she couldn't get it and to the thing forward. is she's like sml all, all the way yeah so it's not like i mean you know there are some children that are born with like bigger heads <laughs> if i could just put it that way and so <laughs> i'm not picking on kids or nothing but like they could just lean forward a little bit <laughs> you know what i mean like create some movement but yeah. like she if she leaned forward She's gonna it fall. No, it's not it gonna didn't happen. go anywhere. Like the little slidey thing, it just didn't go anywhere. But she's like, she's like, <laughs> she's gonna grow very proportioned. Like she's like, she's uh, just straight up SML. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But she's feisty. Yeah, ice skating maybe. And of she's that. tough. Oh yeah. So well, she's my what about what about um, our, our friend Della? How did she do? Uh, well, she didn't ice skate. She was not interested in you that. You should have let her get out there and be a beast and check people <laughs> into the wall. If we were at, like, a gymnastics place and she could just run around and jump from thing to thing and, like, hang on stuff, that would have been her That would have been her thing. Well, you know, she wrestled my – well, you know this. So, anyways, <laughs> so you, uh, for those of you listening, I have a daughter who's eight. Yes. And she's in the 98 percentile <laughs> of growth. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> so but, but Della is, she's yeah. actually, she's up there in yeah. the charts. Well, yes. <laughs> because my daughter was playing with them, with, with you, both your girls. Yeah. And Della, like, like slid underneath her, grabbed her, pulled her down. <laughs> and Eden, my daughter, looks at me and goes, she's strong. <laughs> like, it was like one of those moments I was like... And I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. figure it out. <laughs> you know? But, yeah. Like, she is, and she's only not even three. No, she's not even three. But it, so, yeah, Eileen, yeah, Eileen's in like the 10th, maybe, percentile for weight. I think Della's like 90. <laughs> so she's, she's definitely got more um, muscle. Well, Eileen may be like a combination. Well, she may just be like super, super brain. And, <laughs> and, super and brain. Della's super brain and like strength. She's super strong. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so 
Um, so yeah, uh, it's snowing in Greenville right now, by I the know, way. For those of snowing. you listening, we don't get snow. No. Nope. And um, next week I'll be in, well, when you listen to this podcast, the next day I'll be heading to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. How about this? I want snow, right? Like, I want real snow. Okay? Yeah. Here's my problem. I'm from Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And I love snow. I love it. I love the South, though. I love being down here. I love mm-hmm. the people. I love, you know, so I'm here. I yeah. am. I'm here. Okay? So, I'm going to be leaving to Texas. And how about today when I listen to the news? How about San Antonio, Texas, where I'll be, yeah. is getting snow? The last time they got snow was 1987. No, that's not true. What? It was 85 and 87 where their big snowfalls. Well, no, no not a like big sticking. snowfall. Like, but yeah. yeah, I was there one year over spring break in like April. And so we're like, oh, cool. It'll be warm. No, it snowed. So the problem for me, though, is we're getting a little flaky flakes here. Yeah. And like everyone's like, oh, it's cold. You know, no, I want it. I want snow. I want twelve feet. Yeah, okay. We'll go visit but, it and then come back. No, it's gonna be gone. That's the thing. <laughs> I'll be there next week. It's gone. Yeah. Temperature true. will be sixty-eight. Yeah. No snow. <laughs> so, I want to go somewhere. They're getting snow. It's unusual. And I'm leaving where we get fake snow. They get a little snow. Mm-hmm. And anyway, basically, you're gonna miss all of it. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> so okay. I'm going to go visit your dad in Chicago. Well, That's the Michigan. Bottom line. Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Mich- Mich- what's his place? Where do they live in? Frankenmuth. Franken- Sorry. Michigan's Little Bavaria, everybody. That's not a swear word. Yeah. Frankenmuth. Yeah, Frankenmuth. So, anyways, they're not, that's where I'm going. Yeah. Oh, or I'm going to go visit Tara uh, Wilson. Winston? Winston. That's her name. <laughs> Tara Winston. I'm going to go up there because she's in Chicago. She is in Chicago. So, I'll go there then. Yeah. Because... It's cold, it'll be snowy, and I just got to get a fix. Yes. Okay, so I have a random question. No. Uh, You have to answer it. I will try. Okay. So, Tim, what is something you think everyone should do at least once in their lives? (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Legal or illegal? (laughs) I think we should keep it legal. (laughs) You're asking the question. Don't laugh because I ask. Look, you can't. I'm just trying to qualify. Yeah, I think we should probably keep it family friendly and legal. All right. Can I be really honest? Yes. Um, Like, how about this? What everybody should do, try it at least once. Right. How about this? Have a real conversation. I Everybody does that at least once in their life. Don't you think? No. Really? I don't think so. Mm. Okay. No, like real. Yeah. Like I'm talking let it get ugly. Disgusting, <laughs> gross. I mean, I don't know. Somebody might cry. Yeah. Somebody might get angry. Most likely someone will cry. Right. But something may happen. But like just let it happen. And then, but because I feel like if you do that, then you can look at it and go, this exchange was important. And that, I guess that lines up with no, how I, was I feel s- with people. Yeah. Like, and I was going to say, I think that. I mean, it lines up with what even we're talking about today. Right. And what we're talking about today is what? So today we are just going to talk about, um, Tim actually shared with me a quote that he saw in a magazine. I didn't send that to you. Uh, And uh, it really just sort of struck a chord with both of us and some of the things that uh, we've been doing with the business. But here it is. If team members don't know their roles, how can they feel invested? 
If they don't see themselves in the picture, why should they bite into it? So, so what, what, what got you about that? Well, I mean, I think that in any organization, in any relationship, I think if you don't have a good understanding of the value that you're bringing and how other people perceive you in that value, that it might be okay for a little while, but eventually you're you're not going to feel connected to what you're doing and you're going to become disengaged. <laughs> so if like you look at roles, right? So the two things that stand out for me is like, I like the word members, mm-hmm. right? Because they belong there. And I like roles, right? Mm-hmm. But possessive, their roles. And I like investment or invested, right? And then I like that word picture and I like buy-in, right? So these are like, Ways that I kind of look at this, right? So if I were to say, you know, a member, that means you want me there, mm-hmm. right? Right. So companies hire people and they say, hey, we're looking for, what's the point, right? Like, why, do you, why are you hiring that person? Like, what are, you, what are they there for? Mm-hmm. Um, is it just, is it a duty? And you and I talk about this. Yeah. Like, in life, we see, I can go to Target and make a transaction, mm-hmm. right? Um, we worked with a client recently where I made the comment where it's like, you don't have an emotional engagement with your tires unless you're just some kind of like, you know, tire, you know, connoisseur. We'll just use that word. <laughs> right. So you, you probably will feel more emotional, but by and large people, they have no emotional attachment with their tires mm-hmm. until what? Until they keep you from going off the road in a rainstorm. Right. You, you, you're in an inclement situation and possibly you wreck. Yeah. And then you realize, whoa, these are good tires because maybe you almost slid or almost had a wreck before and it didn't go so well, but now you spent a little bit more money and you did that. So like in our bargain hunting of people or things that we want, we need to realize that maybe there's more, maybe there's something else and it costs more. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it's a little bit more expensive, you know, to yeah. to really get that. The thing is, sometimes you can't feel the value of what you've spent. You know, you can't feel it mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. until you really test it. And with employees, it's I mean, a, the interviewing process, whether it is I mean, it can be very extensive in some companies and in other companies, they might just have a need and a gap that they need to fill. But the mistake that happens is, okay, I have, uh, well, we can use, for example, um, one of our clients, Quality Business Solutions. So they are a payroll company. So they have an opening for a payroll administrator. So they know that they need somebody who can do X, Y, and Z tasks and, you know, the the role, the responsibility, the items that they need to do, the talents that they need to have, but they might need to fill that quickly. And so even though they may really want to do values-based hiring, they have to fill it quickly. So I think the challenge is how do you how do you figure out those things during an interview process when it can be like you said it can be very difficult until there's a challenging situation or until um something goes wrong to really know was this the best person? I mean, all right, so if I were to say, so, you know, Megan, you're interviewing me, mm-hmm. and you say, you know, ask me a question about something around the idea of team and team player. Hey, Tim, are you a team player? Yes. 
what am I going to tell you? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not going to say no. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, unless it's what is that? What was that movie? One of those guys like liar, liar, or whatever. Oh like, yeah. He can lie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like I'm just going to say Jim whatever. Carrey. Yeah, Jim Carrey. But you know what I'm saying? You're, mo- but that's what most people will do. And so what happens is most people answer according to an idea. Well, they answer also in a way that they think is what the interviewer or the company wants to hear. And that's what I'm saying. It's the idea mm-hmm. or the outcome that they feel will work. Mm-hmm. Most people don't do it from the deep place of what is true and indigenous mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. So you're right. So in interviewing, you know, or even anything that you do, like if you say, hey, I want you to help me start a lawnmower company, right? Like we fix lawnmowers, right? Don't just go, oh, the guy has the skills, right? We're mm-hmm. not looking for the skills. Right. What are the strengths they have? What's their disposition? You know, what What about the personality? Mm-hmm. Um, will they be transparent? Mm-hmm. Will they be open, right? So ask questions that will help you determine that instead of just obvious questions like, can you fix a lawnmower? Mm-hmm. A John Deere. Right. Or, a, you know, whatever. Yeah. What kind of lawnmower? <laughs> I don't know. You're a lawnmower expert. I'm not. Yes, you are. I like John Deere is the only kind that I know. You ride lawnmowers all over your, everywhere I, you go. No, I, you drove here in a lawnmower. I'm allergic to freshly cut grass. I've never <laughs> mowed a lawn in my life. We're going to change that. So those of you listening, <laughs> Megan is going to, I should have asked her that because she doesn't I mean, know this, but I want to start a lawnmower business. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So with this whole idea of people having to, they need to know their roles. And and a big thing that I think is they need to know how they add value because otherwise, like, how do you get that buy-in? So I think it's really important for an organization, for someone to to know these things, it takes effort and it takes being intentional and really outlining not only what are the skills that we need, but also what is the type of person and then overarchingly what's the va- the values that we have for our company. But even beyond that, how do you as an organization create a culture where people can really truly authentically be themselves? And that's going to be the best part because that's what you want in the mix of your collective, right? Mm-hmm. So hopefully they're 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 there to add value. No different than like so like Megan and I have, you know, there's someone we work with that works with us on some certain things with our, you know, business ventures mm-hmm. and things that we do. And we want someone that can add value, but we also need to be able to add value to them. Right. So they need to understand that we're team members. We're inviting them into this. We identify ourselves as a member of something. And maybe we started it, but we also know that we want to bring beyond just, this is my role. Like, mm-hmm. So Megan's not just like, I'm in charge. I just need you to do something. Right? right? That's not going to work. We want them to feel like, hey, bring your strength. And so what if we talk about the difference between, like, as a member... When you interview, remember, you want to have specific questions. So in other words, like, you know, say you're, I, I like six words. I say to, I tell people to choose six words. Your first three words need to be qualified by another three words, right? So for instance, if I were to say, um, you know, this individual is smart. Well, I also want them, I want to like have another word that I can ask questions with that will help me see their maturity mm-hmm. because smarts are, you know, is it, just their IQ or is it their emotional intelligence? Mm -hmm. Like, can they also deal with a room? So have your questions, but then also look at what are those strengths? 
That's what we're looking for. We're looking to add on. Mm -hmm. We're looking to add power into the other. Mm -hmm. That's what we want to do. So if we're going to hire, so like Megan, the individual that we work with, you add power to her life. Yeah. Not just, hey, I'm just assigning and delegating things to you. So let's talk about the difference between strength, just hiring on, you know, with just talent, but, but maybe changing that up a little bit and go, where are you the strongest and you're talented? What's that look like? Well, and kind of before we jump into that, though, I think it's really important because, and I know that I've uh, done this in the past, but even when, when you're hiring somebody, when you're bringing somebody on, or even if you're just leading a team, people have a tendency to want other people to, to operate like them to sort of conform to um, their image, their approach, the way that they solve problems. So I think that you really have to be conscious of your own tendency toward wanting to surround yourself with people like you because you need to have that diversity of thought and approach in order to really have the best team. Because if, if you have a team made up of 10 people who have different primary skill sets, you know, you've got 10 different ninjas who are doing really awesome things. If you all have sort of the same methods and the same way to approach things, you're never going to be able to grow and you're not going to be able to challenge each other to do better. Right. Because everybody's just going to be agreeable. Yeah. They're going to be like, oh, well, we agree. Mm -hmm. Like, and I feel for me, I think the best agreement, and this is, you know, I'm catching you off guard with this. I mean, probably pretty much everything I say today (laughs) will catch you off guard. But, like, I like creating friction to find a better solution. Mm -hmm. Like, I want to literally introduce friction, right? How do you prove something? Right. Through the friction. Mm -hmm. Like, make it happen. Yeah. Like, test it. And so, if I'm used to, if I get no pushback, how will I know a boundary? How will I, you know what I'm saying? Like, how will I improve if I'm not getting that friction? So when a person maybe, I mean, how can someone adjust, Megan, after maybe they spent all their time just in that level of same? It's, it, it works. It's just like, I hired this person, I hired this person, I'm working with this person, I'm working, and you know, maybe they're in charge, right? But they, everything's the same. Like, how can they start to introduce challenge? What should they look for, do you feel? I think that it goes back to, you know, the five, I mean, even the five functions of a team, one of the key things is engaging in conflict and having good conflict. So if you have a team that you've built and it's just stagnant, I think you, you have to consciously look for something different. So think about the not only the skills of the people that are there and the talents and even the strengths that they have you need to think of what's missing you know what are the things that we don't have on the team right now so maybe you have a bunch of doers and you don't really have anybody who's thinking about strategy or you have um people who are all um i don't know really great at customer service or business development but you have to have people who are who can provide complementary skills. Right. And so when we look at this first part of this quote, if team members, which is from John Maxwell mm-hmm. um, in um, a recent publication from Success Magazine, if team members don't know their roles, how can they feel invested? 
So that's what you're looking for. So it's not just roles. Roles has a lot more to it. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, oh, here's a paper. Mm -hmm. This is what we want you to do. Here's some attributes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And these will be your responsibilities, Mm -hmm. right? So here's your role. Here's your attributes. Here's your responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Oh, and by the way, these are the requirements, Mm -hmm. right? Well, yeah, there's, I mean, but there has to be additional thought put into it. Like how, what's the interaction like? And, you know, what's the, what's the clarity? Because especially in a young organization or a growing organization, or really, I mean, in, in any type of team, there's always going to be overlap. There's always going to be times where you're going to have to pass the ball to somebody else. There's going to be times when you're going to assist someone, you're not necessarily going to be the one scoring a goal, right? So I think that not only do you have to know, um, if you're using a, clearly a sports analogy, you have to know your position or yeah you have to know your position or your your role you also have to know how that role fits within the team and the only way a person can actually get themselves into the picture Mm -hmm. is to be able to see that to know that role right and so with that i mean you have this is really good um you know the whole thing about someone's niche or niche Mm -hmm. as people want to say it but what happens to a team when one or more of its members constantly play out of position. So since you're talking about team, Mm -hmm. like, you know, you don't want someone going and playing, like, know your role. But we're not saying, like, just stay in your lane Mm -hmm. because, oh, what what does stay in your lane do to most people when you say something like that to them? I mean, it just, it's completely deflating. You're basically telling them, just do, just do what I'm telling you to do and never think differently or, you know, don't challenge me. If you have any ideas, keep them to yourself. Yeah. And that, don't ask questions. It's frustrating. Yeah. It's and, very frustrating. And then if, if you've been assigned to lead something and someone says, hey, I'm going to step in and now they're like, just no, <laughs> you know, keep it to yourself. Right. Because if, if, if the thing is, is like, so let's just take this from, you know, there's a leader that hires somebody to run a team Mm -hmm. and that leader has a team and that leader is leading their folks with that same mentality of like, stay in your lane. That's only, that's the only thing they can reproduce really. Mm -hmm. Now they can try to go against that, but eventually the main leader is going to catch wind of that and kind of show up and you know, shut that down. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's deflating. It, it defeats the purpose and a person can't see themselves in the picture. But our goal is to ultimately look in, look for investment. Mm-hmm. We want buy-in. We want people to feel valuable, mm-hmm. right? And and that's just in life in general. Like, oh my gosh, like, hey, we're a good team. Like you and I, we're mm-hmm. a great team. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're a good team. I think we're a great team. You know, um, Jim Collins wrote the book, Good to Great. Good is the enemy of great. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a good team with you. Right. I don't. I told you before. I'm not even interested in good. Yeah. We started and we were good. Mm-hmm. I want to be great. I want to, and then for me, I want to be greater. I want to add er to everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. So even though it's not bester, it's better. Right. Yeah. So I want to go from best to better. I don't. If that was my choice, we would say you can be the best, or you can be better. Which one would you choose? I want better. But the only way that's going to happen is for people to have room to grow, to stretch strengths in their role, right? Mm-hmm. Strengths and their talents, right? Voice and their role. Like mm-hmm. that's what we're looking for. To, right. How do you combine all those things and bring them in so a person can feel like 
I'm a part of something bigger than myself. Right. Well, because you can be, you can be really, really talented at something. You can be really, really good at it, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's your greatest strength. So I, I can't remember what you're talking about the other day, but you know, here's, I'm really great at (laughs) I talk about a lot at chopping onions, or I'm really (laughs) great at peeling potatoes. Does it mean that that's what I should be doing and should be spending my time when I have other skills that are greater? So. What happens, I think, a lot to people is you get put in kind of this this box and it's like, this is your this is your job. This is what I need you to do. And if they're not given opportunities to try to continue to grow and exceed that, if the leader isn't lifting the lid, as you like to say, they're they're never going to be able to really achieve those things that are are greater. And they may have a hidden skill or a hidden um, talent or a hidden strength that's that's dormant that they don't even know that they have until they're put in a position where it can come through. Yeah. And that's, uh, and I love that point because, you know, sometimes we have to fill our time with other activities until Mm -hmm. we can get there. But, you know, one of my favorite proverbs is hope deferred makes the heart sick. And, and when you're, when your heart feels sick, it's amazing. Some of the things that you might do. Some things are, you know, you'll tell the world and some things you don't want to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. You, don't even want, you don't even want to acknowledge it yourself. However, you know, in that you discover something. Mm-hmm. And so in that discovery, what do you do with that, right? So you need to be able to bring those things forward. Mm-hmm. And so as leaders, if you're listening, you know, it could be, I don't know, you could be a parent. And you're leading your kids. You could be a principal at school. It doesn't matter. Start paying attention to that stuff. Mm -hmm. See where they're strong. Mm -hmm. Look at that stuff instead of everything that you want them to do. Right. Find out where their strength is. But then also offer them the opportunity to advance that Mm -hmm. so they feel invested because they know that you're a part of it as well. They mm-hmm. want to participate with you. Mm-hmm. It's different, though, if you're going to just sit there and go, hey, just grow and be the best that you can be. Be the yeah. best. You yeah. know, That's not what we're looking for. We're looking for just real connection and relationship because, you know, one is too small of a number to accomplish anything of any significance or mm-hmm. great value. So I would rather do it with someone that can help me grow. The rule should be this. If I own the business and I'm hiring somebody – if I'm the leader or in charge, even if it's a nonprofit, mm-hmm. I want to lift the lid, as Megan, you know, pointed out, which is great. I want to be a lid lifter. And in order for that to happen, I got to go up. Mm-hmm. I got to grow up. I got to go up. I got to, you know, I got to advance. I got to keep learning so other people have the opportunity to come up. Because if I don't move, then I am the lid on their mm-hmm. life. That stinks. You don't want to be someone else's lid. Be a lid lifter. Mm-hmm. But you also have to realize that as a person that looks for those things. So if you're not the one hiring and you're looking for those types of things and you're, you're saying, I want to be a part of them. I want to be a member. I want to know my role. I want to know my strengths. I want to know my talents. I want to know my gifts, but I want to be invested. You're going to have to also look at that and say, Mm -hmm. is this something they're doing? You know, like, is this, we're doing this or is this something that I want Mm -hmm. and you're not like both people need to do it together. And what we've seen with our clients which is happening, which mm-hmm. is, that's a good thing to say. Yeah. We actually can sit here and not lie to you. Right. <laughs> that it really is happening. Mm-hmm. We're seeing people do something. We're not solving their problem. They're solving their own problem. All we're doing is presenting these types of ideas for greater investment mm-hmm. for people that are working together. 
Yeah. And so earlier when Tim referred to, you know, the, the niche, um, and so there's a really great book actually that we are, um, that, that we've looked at and, and where we got some of this stuff from, and, um, it's a 17 indisputable laws of teams, uh, by John Maxwell. And one of the things he says in there is to help people, <clears throat> let me start over. One of the things he says in there is to help people reach their potential and maximize their effectiveness, stretch them out of their comfort zones, but never out of their gift zones. Because moving people outside of their gift leads to frustration, but motivating people out of their comfort zones leads to fulfillment. And I think what's really, you know, just to kind of add that to what we were saying before with that idea of how do you, um, how do you create a team where there is growth and how are you working with people to help them continually get better? Uh, you know, there's different ways to do that. But like Tim said, maybe you aren't in a leadership position. Maybe you're not the one who has the ability to create change within your organization from from a place of influence. What's really cool about, you know, this book, if you're interested in learning more, is it gives you great tips, not just as a leader, but also how to become a better team member and what you can even do from an individual level to help influence your company to become better and to start seeing these things. As Megan, you know, pointed out, which is great, it's like your talents. Don't take people out of that talent because mm -hmm. the talent, that true thing about that individual, right, it's a talent, right? right. So I can maybe juggle, which I can't. I suck I at juggling. I can't juggle either. I've tried. I can juggle I, I with so two mad. things. I can't. That's not really Listen. juggling. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so that's not your talent. <laughs> no, I can't juggle. You know, but it's really like America's got talent. You get to bring yeah. one out that you think is your strength. Mm -hmm. And that's how you advance. Do you understand what I mean? Like you may be skilled in some things. Like right. you're skilled at juggling two things. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's not your talent. Right? <laughs> right. That's not the thing you're going to walk out and go, uh, yes. Uh, hi, everyone. My name is Megan, and well, I'm going to juggle two things. Well, it's like I, I might be skilled at, so like I enjoy cooking. I think I have a certain level of skill. Which I've not. You can't prove, you can't. I can't prove that. Yeah, you can't, you can't um, back me up on that. Because you don't share anything. That's whatever. You don't um, share food. So you bring food and eat it all by yourself. Well, I do because it's mine. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're, and you're slightly mean, <laughs> but that's okay. I share sometimes when I'm you not do. starving. You share salads. I do, but that's all and, I And eat. you didn't cook it. No, I didn't. I cooked the hard-boiled egg that was in it. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Once again, case in point, that's not talent. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, before having children and actually when I had time to, you know, take the time to prepare a meal, I might have a certain skill for cooking, but I wouldn't say that that's the thing that I should be well, doing. Well, you cooked some I'm not Ecuadorian. A I mean, I'm not a but chef. But you've, you've cooked Ecuadorian meals. You've done some that's cool things. That's not necessarily cooking either, though, because that ceviche, you just let it sit overnight <laughs> room temperature okay i was actually trying to give you a prop <laughs> I after i deflated and made you reduced you down yeah, to like I mean, lettuce and eggs i can cook a lobster no but you're oh my gosh okay so i was listening i would say those of you listening i was trying to actually because <laughs> megan will make some cool things she's even sent me pictures of like look what i'm eating <laughs> as i'm like Starving. eating some leftovers one night <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like wrapping up in like craft sliced cheese, like a piece of turkey. 
because I've been running all day and she sent me this meal in my stomach. It's just like <laughs> I'm sending you a picture of like yeah. steak and asparagus. And yeah. Potatoes. Well, you do cook. You cook well. I do. You do. But, you right. Do. But what I'm saying though is that isn't my that's not my vocation. That's not what someone should hire me. Right. And that's why do. I was right. But you can do it. So you Correct. have a ta- that's like a skill. Yes, it's that a you, skill. That, and that you keep refining, mm-hmm. but it's not the thing that you're going to introduce as your main thing. No. Unless it's a passion. Yeah. Then you'll pursue it. And right. if it is a passion, it still goes back to, if you hire me, I want to be invested. Mm-hmm. Will you make room for me? Mm-hmm. Right? So a person's got to see themselves, what, in that picture? Yes. Let's talk about picture really quick. Okay. So we know, I told you a story about someone I know that runs around and they, they get hired to take pictures and it's all candid. Mm-hmm. It's all like when nobody's looking, photos. Mm-hmm. And they literally will not t- do photography for people that want to pose. And there's a reason because the pictures are all staged. Usually it's like, okay, on the count of three, say cheese. All right. Everybody, everybody preps for it. But mm-hmm. her philosophy is this the real life, if you're going to do stills and snapshots, it's everything else. And that's why I like, you know, in a picture, always remember, you can make motion picture. I would, you know, the way, what you do is you take like the way they do those little flip books where you're like, mm-hmm. you like that sound, you hear it? And you can see like it turns into, that's how they did early sketches like cartoons and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's frames that make a movie. And we've even talked about people that we know that have an image of their whole staff mm-hmm. and their staff members gone, but the picture's still there. Right. Why? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. It's it doesn't represent or reflect. Maybe they didn't get to it. I don't know. However, the thing is is when most people engage it, what they see is an image that doesn't what exist. Mm-hmm. So people want to see themselves in a picture. Don't make just snapshots of this picture. What you want to do is turn it into a motion picture. See it as something living, something that goes beyond just one thing. Mm-hmm. Let it be a series of things that complete, turn it into a motion picture, turn it into something real, something valuable. Mm -hmm. And I feel that takes you into if a team member, you know, if they know if instead of not knowing, but if they do know their role, their strength, the talent Mm -hmm. that they bring, they know that you're wanting to do it with them. They can feel invested. And then ultimately, they can see themselves in this picture. And we have that privilege, Megan. We get to sit with people on a regular basis and their desire. And I think you and I, I think we can say this unanimously, that people, the ones we work with, they do. They have Mm -hmm. a vision for that. Yeah. And what they're looking for is their leader over them, their participation. They're looking for their team members to say, I see you too. Mm -hmm. Like we're in the scene together. It's not just your own like, because gosh, nobody wants to feel like what they're looking at is like fake or a fantasy or not real. Yeah, and I think that not only do they need to be able to see themselves in the current picture, they need to have a good understanding of where they are in the future picture for the organization. So that's why it's so important to have conversations with people, not only just about, hey, you hit your number of widgets this month or you're doing really great on that, but be talking to them about what are the things that you want to do within this organization? What do you think are ways that we could be doing better? What are some additional um 
tasks or skills that you'd like to work on personally or professionally. So I think it's it, there's a few there has to be that future thought along with it rather than just if I can just get everybody to know what their roles are and what their buy-in is, then we'll be great. Because that is, like you said, that's a snapshot in time. It's something that's constantly in motion. So you have to be able to not only say, hey, we're going to figure this out together. We're going to make sure everybody has clarity. We're going to make sure that everybody knows how they add value. We're all going to be really engaged. You can't just stop there. You have to continue it going forward. You have to put something in place to be able to continue the forward progression and the forward motion so that those people know what it looks like. What is your vision for the future? Where are we going together? Right. And even if you're not in charge, instigate it. Mm -hmm. You know, I know sometimes it's tough when you're trying to go. So, guys, I have this idea, you know, I mean, it's tough. It's tough to kind of and you always feel like you're always trying to. Oh, come on. Come on. Come on. But that's okay for you to still do that, right? But Mm -hmm. here, I'll give one little piece of advice. Look for someone that you know that has influence that's in the room. Mm -hmm. If you see that they believe what you're doing and that you can see them nod along, Mm -hmm. you know, nodding their head. I I was told the other day because I said the curse of being capable. Mm -hmm. And someone thought I was saying cursive. (laughs) So I said nod along. (laughs) Yeah. Not not along, but nod Nod. along. Mm -hmm. I kind of tie things together. Excuse me. But I do that. Um, but when you see that nod, get with them. Talk mm-hmm. to them. How can you do it together? Not to manipulate the room, but you know what I'm saying? That's not what you're doing. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is you're looking for what? Oh, buy-in. Right. Right? They see it too. So how do you remember that leadership is influence and leadership is not limited to you being in charge? Correct. Just being in charge is the lowest level of leadership. What you're trying to do is like bring inspiration into the room. Speak to the aspirations of others. Right. That's what you're trying to do. Open that door for that type of conversation. So um, I just encourage you, if you're not in charge, don't let that be your limitation. Be an inspiration. Inspire other people. Like look for those around you that kind of line up with you and uh, and and talk to them. Get some collective mm-hmm. wisdom with them to be able to share to the broader group or introduce an idea on how you can expand and grow. Because ultimately what we're looking for are team members that know their roles. Mm-hmm. They know how they feel invested. They see themselves in a picture. So here's some things that I would like to put out there is first sit down by yourself. So if that's a question, if team members don't know their roles, how can they feel invested? If they don't see themselves in the picture, why should they buy into it? Why don't you do this? I encourage you, and Megan, I think you would agree with this, If you want to be a part of a team, sit down and say, what are my roles? What do I believe they are? And then share them with somebody. Mm -hmm. Is this true? Do you see this? Mm -hmm. But also look at what if your role was your strength? What do you think those strengths are? How do you add the most value? What do you bring to the table? And what does investment look like for you? How do you want to invest? Why do you want to invest? Once again, it goes back to how do you add value? But then if you don't see yourself in the picture, right, what we want to do is look at that and say, so what picture do you want to see? Mm-hmm. What do you want it to look like? What's the movement of it? And as you said, Megan, what's the future of that picture? Mm-hmm. If it, Instead of just one snapshot. Snapshot is great, mm-hmm. but I want to know about the next day after that picture and yeah. the next day. and the, Because that's a collection of where you get the little flip thing, mm-hmm. right, my little sound effect, yeah. which I'm good at mm-hmm. sound effects, right? So – 
I want to know what that advancement of those pictures look like. And that's what you're looking for. But remember, don't just put yourself in it. Put yourself in it with other people mm-hmm. and see if they show up. That's yeah. the that's the good part. You got to present it to them. But then buying into what does buy in mean to you? What does that mean? How far are you willing to go? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you want to do? Like, how does that look? What does that look like for you? So you may have strengths. You may have talent. You have this whole thing of how you add value. You can see this picture. But now the big question is this. It's not what you want someone to do for you. It's what are you willing to do? Mm-hmm. And then present that to someone and see if this is the good fit. Does it fit? And that's what we need to do. Solve that. Answer those questions today for your better tomorrow. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think that's awesome. Great advice. Good takeaway. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Uphill Conversations. Uh, we've really enjoyed uh, doing something a little bit different from our normal routine um, and just having these great conversations with me and Tim um, instead of doing interviewing guests. The great news is uh, starting again next week, we'll have um, we have some really awesome guests that are lined up that we're going to be interviewing. So excited to share those with you. Uh, please remember to connect with us. You can find us on social media, Uphill Conversations. You can contact us on our website, uphillconversations.co. You can connect with us on Twitter at Uphill Convo. And just a friendly reminder, go on over to iTunes or Stitcher and rate and review the show. We would love to hear what you think. And so thank you folks for listening. This has been another episode of Uphill Conversations. Always remember you can be more, do more, and have more. Your reasons for being, doing, and having are for you to figure out and not anybody else. Don't even let them try to do it. Tell them, step off, back up. They can't do that. Remember, your current condition does not match your emerging future. Anything worth having is uphill, but you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. But most importantly, you can count on one thing. When you're out there working, doing your thing, feeling your groove, whatever it is that you're in, you'll see people like me and Megan on the hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co. See you on the hill.